five, four, three, two, one. Take one of one. Hey, uh, Danny Filippo here. I wrote and co-directed this. Oh, co-wrote and co-directed this film. And I am Michael. I am the co-director. This is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're so jet-lagged. We're, we're in um, the UK right now doing this audio commentary and uh, we're out of it. We're here to hang out with you guys and uh, watch the film. We're not going to talk about uh, thematic stuff or themes or break down what the movie's about. Uh, we want it to be left up for interpretation. Although we're on the press tour right now and everyone keeps asking what the movie's about and we've given an answer that's sort of an answer, but it's not the actual answer. It's just an answer, if that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Oh, gosh. All right, here we are. Do you want to say something, Michael? I feel like I'm talking I'm, to myself. I'm, I'm, well, the film hasn't started yet. I'm watching the credits. This is Causeway Films. It's a great films. Causeway Films. Uh, they're the first people that really believed in this film. Uh, they, uh... Uh, picked it up from script stage and like helped us develop it and then they helped us take us out to market and get rejected by every Hollywood studio. <laughs> no, but they, one, yeah, well. Well, one of them said yes, but wanted to change the film too much. Uh, this, actually, this scene here. This is the opening shot, but it was the last thing that we filmed. And like right now, when we got this take, this was the 10th take. We had 10 doors because the door gets smashed. And right now, this is like 4 a.m. in the morning. Yes. These poor kids or whatever, whoever's jumping in the pool there. It's so cold. It is so cold right now. Yes, it's and like freezing. We, we, yeah, we're just like trying to nail this shot. And every time we did it, it was like, it was getting better and better each time. But we weren't, yeah, it didn't feel right. And like, we had that one last take because we only had one door left. Yes, yes. And then our producer's like, no overtime because we did so much overtime throughout the film. We but did we, three hours overtime. Yeah, but she's a, a creative producer, Sam. So we're able to always like... Uh, yeah, she would always put the film first. So if we had to do overtime, she'd be angry, but she'd let us do it. And uh, that's my neighbour, Jaden, Jaden Davison. He uh, the one, Not the main one, the one on the left there. Yeah, the one on the left there. Cole, uh, Ari McCarthy, who plays Cole, we actually acted in a TV show ages and ages ago uh, just to see what it was like to be directed, and he was on that show, and we loved him. So I wrote this role with him in mind. Yeah, it was awesome we were able to get him. This, this opening scene, we wanted to come in, like, really drag the audiences, pull the audience into the world and every corner be revealing something new. So we wanted to find a house that was able to like facilitate that. And oh, also so funny. us setting like 300 people into the backyard. <laughs> yeah. we, we were constantly just uh, getting more and more extras. Like we would do call outs on our Instagrams and on our socials for local, like just fans of our YouTube channel to, to come in. And then we also had our amazing extras coordinator that was sourcing them as well. And literally they're like, we cannot fit this many people into the house. We're like, just bring them in. So yeah, we're, we're like trying to like block the scene and like these double decker buses kept pulling up with more people. <laughs> and there's and an entire also... part of the party you can't see. You can sort of see the speaker at the top there. There's an entire DJ booth there and a whole, like, a, there was like a beer pong table, but it just gets completely lost in the frame. We even had the actors in the background of the frame there. Oh, like, yes, every main actor actors, of the yeah. All the actors we put in, like, costume and they're, they're hidden in the. Yeah, so, like, uh, Sophie plays Mia's in there, uh, Otis is there, plays Daniel, Jade's in there, and uh, Joe plays Riley, they're all there. And, yeah, and I was in it too. Oh, yeah, Michael's in the opening as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's Where's Wally? Yeah, I, remember, I, I was I was meant to be in it, uh, but once we started directing and we weren't getting the takes, I was like, I just need to focus on like actually getting the shot. So I I couldn't I couldn't be in it. Oh, I had the comms, and then like 
so I'd when the you know the camera went past me and then I'd pick it up and then be looking at it. it it's so funny. That, and there was like, also one extra that kept crowding the the window, like, and it was like a big guy, and he was like, like he was like masking everyone behind, like, because he really wanted to be in the shot. And in that one there, you can't see, but I boot him in the side. I'm like, move, because <laughs> <laughs> he's like in the way. I was like, just kicked him in the leg to get in the run. That I sounds really violent. I know. I'm really sorry. Uh, why did you do that? Because he was like, like standing in the way. Look, you're like, violent, and that's that's the end of it. We're not gonna bring that. I'm up basically yet. Cole, you know. Thing. Yeah. Oh, a poor guy. Remember there was a take where he punched the door? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> there was like, because we there got was a shoulder. The... There was one. He got so into it. He started punching the door and just completely busted up his. Yeah, he was going Street Fighter on the door. Yeah. Getting points, hitting it. I'm like, I, it looks great, but I, wrong film. Yeah. And then also, like, you cannot take that, keep that up for that many takes. And like, he, he yeah. Ten no, takes. you know what I think it was? I think it was the guy that was screwing in the doors was like, he wanted to go home. So, like, he was sick of, like, making him a bit weaker. So, that was just a real door. We, uh, we, we, we really want to differentiate the, the different homes that we're in. So, so Mia's home, it, it sort of feels like a bit of a morgue. We're not really cold and like uh, not homey. And so like that, she's got a home away from home with Jaden. Oh my God, I'm talking about themes. Yeah, what let's the just, sorry, let's talk about, let's talk about, I can't, yeah, okay. Got, yeah. All right. So this here, Marcus, great performance. I felt a little bad that we just kept him out of focus. There was a bunch of times in this where we, um, <laughs> Marcus, like, how was I? We're like, you're great. Yeah, yeah, we see you perfectly. Uh, we actually did that as well in a later scene with um, Miranda Otto. She was like, hey, "Are you seeing my face in this scene?" We're like, "Yes," even though we'll and just it was a close-up of a drain. Yeah, and but like we just wanted to commit to the performance as if her face was being shown. This uh, no, no, wait, all right, take I, it. I feel like anyone watching this is going to be well, yeah, that, that, uh, struggling to keep up. Well, we're not going to talk in slow motion. I want to talk about a bunch of things. This here, this skate park we grew up in, and that character James is based on James, my neighbour, Riley's friend in real life. So I wrote Riley based on my neighbour Riley and wrote James based on James, and we actually cast James as himself. So that's him here, his first acting role. He nailed it, nailed it. And um, we had uh, the behind the scenes. We, we filmed every day of behind the scenes with our, a guy that we work with, Colin Gordon. And he's an extra in so many of these scenes. <laughs> so, so far, the film's been going for five minutes and he's in it three times. Yeah. <laughs> like, just different people. Like, uh, we, we knew when it was going to be a blur and you wouldn't be able to actually see who that person was and it's always it's always Cortland. Yeah. The, the scene was a, a lot longer in the script and we shot it a lot longer, but it felt weird. And we're like, uh, you find that in, in editing to balance out the scenes. We couldn't spend more time with these kids than our main character, Mia. So, like, we had to balance out that scene a little bit. And I remember one really annoying thing about this night is the light that we're next to kept turning on and off. So, yeah. like, in the light, it was, like, the continuity was always weird, so that was a thing we had to fix in well, post. And, and, the, and, like, and then when we're trying to fix the, the light, then the road got dry. So we had to get, like, the, there was a, a guy of the truck, you know, like, wetting down the roads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there, shout out this song, Chandelier. Sia gave us this From song. the chandelier. From the chandelier. Like this, this was uh, this song. We, we got it for a quarter of the price. There was no way we were going to be able to afford this. Uh, this but song. Sia is from Adelaide, the same city that we grew up. We really tried to get green light by Lord, but we got turned down. I'm not allowed to say that. Oh well, I said it. <laughs> Am I not allowed to say that? Oh crap. Oh well. well That's we'll so mean. No, it's not mean at all. Shit. Yeah, yeah, so, get it. Isn't this the thing that you just had articles written about you because you keep saying things? Oh, we turned this person. This uh, you, you got, man. Think before you talk, man. Well, we're in a commentary talk. We're talking about the film. We love Lord. We do. No, of course, I was trying to get the song. We love Lord. Uh, and then we are kangaroo. kangaroo. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is a kangaroo that we um actually ran over and like attacked for this scene. So that's a real kangaroo that's been tortured. No, no, this is a puppeteered kangaroo. I'm actually controlling its ear. Yes, Michael likes to brag about that. He actually shoved off the actual professional. He's like, oh, let me control the ear. It's like, let them do their job, Mick. Oh, this shot is important. I won't say why. Yes, it does. It's a recurring thing here. But oh, what? <laughs> what? No, but yeah, we won't say why. Now this here, I think was mixed a little loud. Michael really pushed this uh, sound up. Uh, Michael is very specific in the sound room. I feel bad for our um, sound designer. Michael was like very like aggressive over like DBs and how like low or loud like, a, a sound effect can be. So shame on Michael for that. <laughs> <laughs> and this and this night was freezing. This was the second to last night of shooting, and it was like so cold that I would sit in with the cast of the yeah, car and pretend to be doing script notes. That, so I was out in the cold with the crew, you know, <laughs> suffering with the crew. And Danny's in the warmth car, you know, with the actors. The actors need to be in there. Danny pretending he's giving direction. I was when I'm actually. Have, now that I look back at it, I was giving we direction. Have, oh, let me just say this shot here. This establishing shot of the house. This was something that it was such a quick shoot, and we didn't have, to, like, we had to be selective of what we got or not. And our producer Samantha Jennings said, "You have to get that establishing shot of the house," and we're like, "You don't need it. You know, you don't need it. It's like there's, it's pointless." But we like, she, we had no understanding, like, with film and like showing the environment and like, you know, yeah, just to set up an establishment. Like film rooms. mapping, like, we just didn't think of that, that but, stuff at all. Uh, like, our, our t like the, the schedule was so tight. So initially, we were meant to have eight weeks to shoot the film. Then it went, went down to seven, then down to six, and then we got to five weeks. And there were days where we had to shoot eight minutes of the film in a day. So it was, like, always up against the clock constantly. And, uh, yes, uh, uh, you can see that she's on her iPhone. Uh, we, we had to get um, the rights to use Apple and iPhone in the film. Like, luckily, they said yes. Another big thing that we fought for is to get the rights to use Snapchat in the film as well. Like, we had to bring that up in, like, like before pre-production even started, like months and months before filming, we had to like get the rights to use Snapchat in the film. Just uh, we wanted the film to feel really authentic to like uh, pe young people today. Take a breath, Danny. <laughs> I have so much I want to say about each scene, and they're like, "Yeah, talking in slow mo." We're gonna. I know. It's, yeah, there's so much we could say about every single shot. But it's well, like, I'm gonna get it in. Like, I don't know. It just feels like you haven't taken a breath. Like, take a, take a breath. How man. about you step outside before I make you step outside? How does that sound? It sounds great. <laughs> there, there was a take of this that we shot. That sounds great, Michael. Yeah, there was a take where here where Sophie picked up the dog and then fell over. I feel bad. Yeah, yeah. That that dog was really, really loud. So every single scene it was in, it was like impossible to hear anyone's dialogue. So we had to like, it, the, the dog was had to be in there for the entire scene. We had to pick her up and escort her out. That's my sister right there. <laughs> Shout out Helene. That's the first thing we shot for the entire movie. Uh, and that was and we showed it to the investors and they said, why do we put money in this? <laughs> <laughs> we we um we are uh, that was a day when we we're trying to figure out what the possessed look is going to be. So they were just our makeup artists and a bunch of friends, and we we're just exploring different uh, looks for the the thing. And, and our makeup artist on this, uh, Beck Barado, she helped us out with all of our our YouTube stuff. So she always worked for us for free on the on the YouTube stuff. And then uh, like we finally were able to get her like a paid job as a head of department on the film, which was amazing. Yeah, shout out Beck. Dad, I'll breathe now. Do you want to say something? Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, you remind me of like... All right, this is... The, I love this scene here. No, like what? a kid that's like, come back from camp, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then people <laughs> like, okay, cool. Okay. The, you know, this shot here signifies... Okay, no, don't actually, no, does, no, 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 no,
I, I guess, hands-on with everything, but we, we allowed... Everyone in the crew was able to go, like, no, I'm putting my foot down. Like, this has to be this way, you know, if they felt strong creatively about something. And yeah, and always... so, like, the foot down in that scene was uh, Sophie's outfit, this jumper here. There was two jumpers that will jump in between. And, uh, yes, our amazing costume designer, Anna, used her foot down for that for that jumper there, which looks amazing. There was Between that and another yellow uh, sweatshirt... Uh, yes, and here's the beautiful Miranda Otto. Oh, this first shot, we had an Uno game at lunchtime, and um, the loser had okay, to wait, walk the... in the middle of the take. So Miranda's first shot, like coming inside the the stand-in for Joe, walked in and like ruined the take. And then Sam was freaking out because Miranda was, Otto was on set, and we we're just like messing around in the background. I, I felt bad actually. Uh, I, I didn't feel bad. Like she found yeah, it funny. Yeah, it was funny. She found it. Oh uh, yeah. So what we would do on set and all the way through pre-production is have Uno games with the cast members, and then everyone who would lose would have to do an awkward social dare. So like like mess up a take on purpose or something like that. And and uh, we even had like our crew members do it. So the grip Ben, uh, one of the grips who like controls all the camera equipment, he lost an Uno dare and had to say to Sam that he wasn't impressed with her. Um, <laughs> He wasn't impressed with her films. Yeah, her yeah. Her last movie sucked. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, speaking of sound, it's interesting, like, because, you know, Foley and stuff recreated all the sounds, which is amazing. And then, But there's, like, there's there's some stuff where I'm like, oh, can we just use the original, like, audio? Like, this this shot here in the, the bathroom. I love the audio and the, the, the delivery on the, everything there. But they said it's, there's a, a sound where it's like, oh, you can tell. There was something about the sound that, people weren't liking or something but i just love the delivery was so real out of all of them I, like the adr when i we put the adr in it just didn't sound the same so i was like yeah and adr is additional dialogue recording so like if a, if a, a line's not clear enough or there was like interference in the sound uh, you go into a studio and you re-record those lines I, I think it happens yeah it happens a lot of film we tried to do it as practically as possible because i yeah i don't know i'd like what we capture if we can capture it there organic on the day it's always going to sound so much better oh uh, well that being said though this entire scene is about to be adr because they're walking over gravel and there's rocks on the and, no, on and the... it's not them just walking it's about 30 people behind them walking with cameras, with the cameras and yeah yeah and light and yeah. So the sound in this scene, once they start walking, was unusable. So that this is one we had to like uh, go back to the studio and re-record every line. But as much as possible, like yeah, getting it on the day, and then also like the audio as well, like the 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 foley like recording real there on location. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the audio, the main audio recorder, Nick Steele. Uh, the the on location recorders. He actually went to a media course with us. So we had worked with Nick heaps before. A, a lot of the people on this crew did because before we did YouTube, we did film, and uh, we worked on film sets and all different departments. And there was always people that we met, like grips, unit, stunt guys, gaffers that we just like really got along with. And I always remembered going like, oh, when we do a film, I want to. Uh, we want to use you guys, and then a lot of those people are, that were actually crew in the film. Yeah. Which is awesome in ours. I said, so, uh, the biggest shout out to our production designer, Bethany Ryan. Oh, she killed that. This, 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 like this, a place, this is like yeah. an empty garage. Like a completely empty garage. Yeah, an empty garage. Yeah, there was there was nothing in here. It was literally just like a hangout garage room and like put all the walls in and like the, the carpets and everything. And she she did such an amazing job and like ran with the brief. And she, yeah, it was so incredible. Like uh, like with the YouTube stuff, you're doing a lot of the stuff yourself. To, to work with like talented people like Bethany Ryan who can put this together, it, it's so incredible. And so, yeah. We love it so much. And yeah, this was a fun thing. So we had two days 
ways to shoot this entire sequence from this scene to the end of the scene. So it's like, we would uh, go to set, we'd, we'd shoot all day and we'd go home, edit all night, come back and shoot all day again just to make sure we got every single shot that we needed. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't want to make sure, we didn't want to like forget anything. So it was like, we did a few like that, like two days, three days, you know, just to make sure. Cause like, when it, like you know, once you're wrapped out, you're wrapped out. Yeah. And like, like, I wonder how long this scene is. Like, it must be like eight to ten minutes. We had to shoot it in like, yeah, two days. It was pretty. It, the, the schedule was so, so impossibly tight. Well, you're supposed to do a one and a half, one and a half to two minutes a day on average for a film. Uh, we were shooting like a TV show. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, just because of budget. And yeah, we we lost a million dollars out of the budget just by casting. Sophie, because uh, like uh, some of the people thought that she wasn't a name and all this sort of stuff, but like we, we felt so passionately about casting her that like yeah, so we, she we, is a name. You just don't know it yet. That's yeah, what we, yeah. That's what we told them. <laughs> yeah. Like you take as much money as you want. We're using Sophie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and um, uh, so we, we had to reinvest our fees, and our producer Sam reinvested her fees as well. Like we just did everything we could to get her, and she is so. If like one thing could come out of this film, just being able to like help present her to the world is like uh, means so much to me because I just think she's such a talented performer. And I think she's going to have a, a huge career. And uh, yeah, same for all of our cast. Uh, all of our cast was so amazing. Uh, Joey plays uh, Riley was the last person that we cast. Like it was like literally the day before production, pretty much that we that we got him. So like everything was up against the clock. As well as for this scene, the hand we had not had the final version of the hand until this day that we shot it. Yeah, the, these scenes are, are difficult because there's so many actors, and it's like like the, the possession scenes having so many uh, performers and then like, you know, blocking and where to put the camera and yeah, like, yeah, like just figuring out uh, where, where to place things is so, it's so difficult. It's like a, a bit overwhelming. So we had shot the scene with just the heads of department initially, how we thought it was going to work in the space. Then the actors came and we blocked it out with them and things changed. And then when we got to set again, it changed again. It was only, we had one rehearsal day to rehearse all of this scene and block this scene and the next um, montage scene as well. Like everything was just so tight and squeezed together. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like sometimes when we had to move, we had such an, like uh, man, our, our camera department, Aaron McCluskey in particular, so talented, like, you, He'd always make shots that look better than you could imagine. Like, and you never had to worry about a shot looking bad or something like that. And and when it was crunch time and we had to really move, he he could move. And it's like, and it wouldn't wouldn't affect the quality at all, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And the, like, you have to shout out even like our our focus puller. Like, we were moving the camera Charlie. around so much. Yeah, Charlie. Like, like we'd be moving the camera so much, and he was just always just on point. Like, he was never missing focus. So that's a big skill as well. It's just measuring out and like going with the flow and like pulling pulling focus is a manual thing. So like when something's in focus and out of focus, like he's having to ride that manually. It's such a uh, unique skill. Zoe here, who plays Haley, they're so they're one of the first people like. It was the first audition that were like, oh, yes, yes, that's Haley. Such a uh, commanding presence they've got. It's like, uh, it was one of the ones that, like, we, we didn't want to shoot the film unless Zoe was available to do it. Yeah, we got told, it's like, uh, they're not like a main character. I'm like, I, I still, I, like, I, I'm not comfortable moving forward without them. Like, they're, they're, their audition was so incredible. Like, every single subtle beat that I'd written into the script they just somehow nailed and interpreted perfectly. It was like, um, yeah, they're incredible. So yeah, Zoe that was being said, of... Zoe had a lot of trouble with that candle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there Lighting was like eight the takes candle. Yeah. yeah, light the candle that opened up. Fuck! Like it wouldn't light or wouldn't it wouldn't uh like go out in time and things like that. Because it was, it was so very funny. specific. I was like to them, I like, I want you to say, light the candle, open the door. 
and then light it, blow it out to close it, and then blow it. Yeah, there's like a very specific that yeah, thing. Yeah, but like, yeah, they got there in the end. But yes, here we go. First possession. Oh, uh, four rehearsals. We got every single actor to do wait, a Wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, let me oh, just yeah. talk about this guy here. Oh, so yeah, him, okay, yeah. See how long he's on screen for? That guy <laughs> had to come from interstate. He had to, because it was COVID was like, gone away but coming back up a little bit so he had to come from interstate quarantine for three days come on set the fourth day be on screen for you know come on set for about 15 minutes and then get on a plane and then quarantine for three days (laughs) (laughs) a week a week like work to be on on screen for about 13 frames. And then, like, yeah, 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 12 frames. He, he, he sat down, I'm like, I got it. And he's like, oh, oh, oh okay. He's like, thought... he, like, he had no idea where he was. <laughs> and then, like, because he had the scleras in as well, he literally just, like, walked in, sat down, and then, like, got walked out, and then, like, got walked to a plane or something. But we we just loved the look at him so much. Like, we wanted to use him. Yeah, we we're very specific about the demons. Like, even this makeup took forever. And, like, the look was so specific. And our amazing prosthetic department, oh, uh, Nick um, and his team. Nick and his team uh, makeup effects group are incredible. They are. They nailed this. Uh, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Ready? Look at that. It's so incredible. And that actor as well. She was so nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She looked terrifying. But that, that's another thing. Like a, a lot of the practical effects take a very, very long time. And you know, it's on. But. It's on screen for such a little amount of time and you kind of feel, in a way, feel bad for them because they put so much effort into it. But for me, I respect films so much when they, they, if there's something really impressive, you don't linger on it and be like, oh, look what we've done, look what we've done and like show it off a million times. Like if if there's something that's like had like all this effort put into it and then it's only on on screen for as long as it needs to be, I, I feel like there's an extra like weight that comes with that. So yeah, yeah that, that, they did an amazing job on that lady. Definitely. And, like, so... Uh, Sophie well, was the first person to get possessed. She really set the bar for everyone after because, man, she just nailed this every yeah. take. She was getting... And then even, even like, the audio, like, we had um, her voice dubbed over with another actor just to make her voice sound completely different, but we used a lot of Sophie's original voice in this because she was able to transfer my voice so perfectly. Her, her performance is incredible. She's, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is... Uh, th- yeah, the, the, the music and stuff in the, this scene is... There's a lot going on with the soundscape and the music that I, that I won't get into that's, like, that's all just part of the story. Because you could, when you're writing a script, you know, there's things that you have to kind of spell out to make sense of characters and, and moments. But a lot of that can be conveyed through just looks, glances, audio, atmosphere. Yeah, when, when it's on, like... When you've actually made it, like you necessarily don't need to like spell it out like visually. Like you can do it through audio, and there's a lot of stuff that we worked. Re- it was, the audio was really difficult to to, to nail because we're just so well. I am so so specific <laughs> yeah. uh, to an annoying amount, but we found it in the end. But so for moving forward, things like the music, where we want it to be. Uh, in like, part of the process earlier. So right now we're writing script like uh, pages and we send it to a composer and we're trying to find like sounds early. Uh, Cornell, the composer that did this music in the end was uh, unreal, amazing, it helped us out so much. And like, I, I couldn't convey musically what I'm after, like through notes. Like I, I'd say, oh, higher, higher note. Oh, he's like, oh, what, a D key, an E key. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like just higher. And then he just, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, that one, that one. I couldn't say it. It was like more of like a feeling. 
Uh, and, and he was just completely on board with the way that, that we worked and, like, it helped it happen. But me and him were talking about working on music earlier and then having it part of the, you know, script writing process instead of just being slapped on at the end. What happens if it's, like, integrated and part of, like, the script? It's, it's baked into the bones of the script. So uh, I'm looking forward to whatever we do next to, like, really, really work on that. And because I'm so happy that we found the music, and I, and I just couldn't settle. Like, because it was our first, if it was like YouTube and stuff, you'd just be like, oh, okay, yes to the music and then change it later. But we couldn't do that in this. So it was like, we really had to nail it. And it was a really, really difficult process. This this day was a difficult process. This was one of the really stressful days on set when we're all really really behind, and like even have the rain because we we're not. The rain was a nightmare. Yeah, we we weren't meant to shoot this scene like at, at this time. It was meant to be later, so they have more time to figure out how we're going to pull off the rain effect. But we had to move this scene earlier in the day or earlier in the shoot, and so like they were figuring it out while we we're trying to shoot it. And it, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the poor yeah. guy like doing the rain. It's like okay, you're gonna have three days. Then we're gonna do that rain, but then we had to move it forward. Like okay, now it's today. <laughs> yeah, and so. Like this was a day, and like I remember it was like a conversation where our producers like, if we don't get this next shot in the next ten minutes, we can't have rain. And so like we were just like, like oh please, please, please. So there, there was up, one take we're trying to because there was the wide shot. There's a wide shot where like all the windows are getting rained on, and we're, like the way that we achieved it was like a bunch of people throwing outside with hoses and <laughs> you know like buckets and like, like things like that. And there was one take where like there was a guy like with like a like, like a, a gardening hose and like in the reflection you just see him come right up and yeah. like let me go use this at all yeah and also what we're, what we're worried about is being able to use the audio as well because the rain was so loud and this was another thing where it was like this was a scene that we were meant to do uh, again in ADR but like once we were in that suite and we re-listened to it I'm like I'm okay with the rain no, being over the dialogue it, because it would be so impossible to recapture that performance that Sophie gives in this scene yeah so uh, they really nailed it uh, oh, a bit, of VFX, and, and bit of VFX there in the back there that back rain part is uh, amazing Marty Pepper with our Kojo that's like we, we could only get rain on the left side of the window so that back window was uh, CG and he, yeah he looks, see, looks great see that's the thing we always want to try and do it practically even they go oh we can do a VFX it's like no but you know the best VFX you can never tell and yeah, I feel and you like cannot tell that VFX can get like a bad take because you can always spot the bad VFX but you never spot the good ones and there is a lot of good ones but like we've just ever since kids like when we grew up making videos, it was right before digital, like right before we could put edit. it on computers and, and, edit, and it. edit it. So we were like, we'd we'd make camera like noises in sound, like like in camera. So we'd be filming a fight scene and someone would be like hitting the wall behind us to do like the punch sound effect. I, I used to do the music with my mouth, with the, like holding the camera and like doing music. Yeah, and, yeah, and then yeah. practical effects as well. Like we always had to try and do it practically. Because we couldn't do visual effects, but when we were very young, like it, it, it like switched into digital, and then we were able to do that stuff. But oh, like from our gosh, core, it was like doing it, yeah, practically. Sorry, I'm just so like enamored by Sophie. She's so incredible. Uh, yeah, and uh, like we were, all this direction stuff, we're, we're under the couch right now with the cameras. So we'd be telling direction. We'd always like try to be as close to the action as possible. We'd be hiding around set, just that, like yeah, yeah, Danny would. Yeah, I, Michael would run outside because he was scared of the crew at this point because people weren't happy with us in this scene. No, no, you're hiding under the bed because you were afraid of the crew. No, I was there to talk to the actors. Right, <laughs> if you say so. 
Um, so I, the, another another subtle V effect that's in this scene is that the, the with the, the rain it was flickering a little bit, so there was a subtle V effect to like deflicker the rain, slow the it scenes. down. Yeah, so the reflections are really fast. It's like um, slowing them down because we we wanted to have that kind of surreal dreamlike effect. Yeah, like, but, like she's talking but, about this euphoric feeling, and like, yeah. to, like I guess create this sense of stillness and calm. Like like they're, they're like talking about this but chaotic storm. A little bit heightened with the with the reflections, but not too much. So it was like a little too much with the like find like a balance she's like she's she's found the calm in a storm with, with this hand it's yeah so yeah i love i love the scene i love her, her performance yeah and, and this is one of the things like when you're on set and it's like you know sophie's doing this amazing performance right now but if you see like what's happening outside of this there's like you know 10 people and there's water when you're actually listening to it you can't hear things properly especially the crew so you know, and Sophie's living this amazing, like she can just tunnel in and do this. And, and and that's one of the things like you can see if you have the vision outside of what everyone else sees, it's like, it's like, trust us, it'll work. It's going to work. It's going to work. Like uh, you, it, you wait till it's in the edit. So sometimes it's good to have Danny to be like, you know, we could both look crazy together with that. Yeah, we could, we could back each other up when, it said, when they said something wouldn't work. We both go, no, this, that shouldn't work. And so like two voices are louder than one, which is really, yeah. But like, out, yeah, we're so yeah, so so lucky to have all the crew members that we'd worked with on films before because they were like, yeah, they were with us. Yeah. That, that, there's a pickup shot, so we had our, our B unit picking that up because we weren't we able see, to get it's that. It's pretty B unity. Hey, the side moon. Hey! What up? Yeah, that's our squad right there. Yeah, so I, I asked the boys if we could use this clip. Like, like this just feels so real. Like this is a thing that my neighbor Riley would do. Like he'd fall asleep just watching side men videos. So like that just feels so real to me. Uh, this is our um. The makeup on the hand, the other person's hand, is our, our first aid officer, like our um, medical officer. She came and dubbed in for the hand here. Yeah, yeah. And, and the scene went for a lot longer initially, but we just wanted to get in and get out really quickly. Hey, and this is our old high school, Parry Hills High. Yeah, this is our, our high school. We, we changed, that, so we've changed the name up there. It says Sayuli Hills High School. That's actually our <laughs> the, the last name of our best friend's sister. Yeah, uh, Nelly to, yeah, and Ben. Ben, ben and Nelly, so Nelly, like when we were kids, we were a bit delinquently. Like we, we were like little criminals and we were very violent. And like like kids were not, like parents would not let their kids hang out with us because we were like really aggressive children. And like we, we were going to, like we could have steered down a really bad path because like we were doing a lot of like backyard wrestling and like running around and being little criminals around the neighborhood and filming it. And then also, we also had like a, a show that we were doing, like, like we grew up doing with all of our friends where it was like scripted and like it was like performances and we were like learning how to do VFX and all this sort of stuff. And Nelly really pushed us to do that side of things. So like we would always make episodes and premiere it for Nelly. And um, we, we'd get in trouble. We'd literally get people chasing us to the house and we'd run into Ben and Nelly's house because we know they protect us. They're like, you know, big, scary islanders. We knew that they'd... We'd start trouble and then get them to finish it and sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so shout out Nelly. She saved us. And uh, Ben, so this this was the most fun, the film. These scenes, like uh, Sue interrogating the kids. was we. So we had the, the script, but then we did a lot of riffing as well. And Miranda's so good. Like, we'd give... We'd give, uh, like, say, Otis a line or Miranda a line that the others don't know what's, what they're going to say and they're, they're reacting in character. And it was just, like, there was something really hilarious takes that we couldn't use. Yeah, it was too unrealistic. Yeah, like, like we had Otis uh, saying the funniest lines back to Miranda, but we, could, we couldn't use them because it was too out of his we're, character. Yeah, we're just, like, behind the door laughing at all these takes. It's so funny. That, that fucking dog, though. Bridget, we love that dog. This is what you hear when every time that dog's on set. <laughs> 
And the, the people are doing dialogue. It's like you can't hear them at all. Like the, that dog is a nightmare to have in the in the room. Looks amazing though. Yeah, yeah, we loved we loved Bridgie. Yeah, that's probably like there was a lot of dog casts that we had to do. We actually had to have the dog's face remade. And so like when the kissing scene comes up, just know that Otis, the actor, is not kissing anything real. Like that dog's not actually there. We got like a head made up and he was kissing like a puppeteered thing and then we had to comp the dog in. But you know that the we had this prosthetic head, like this fake head made up, but when it arrived, it was expensive. And when it arrived, it looks nothing like Bridget. It looked it looked like the little dog from uh, Men in Black. It looked, yeah. like, it looked like someone like purchased no, that and like I, said I, it no, to it's us. Still, he still used it. It was so valuable. We, yeah, we still, it was really valuable. When we first got it, it's like, this is like a third size of what it should be. Or I don't know what happened. But it's with also possible for them to, like, because they, they're in a completely different state. It was COVID, so they weren't able to, no, to actually go. No, they had the photos. No, they weren't uh, able to. Look, I, I think they did a great job. They, they, like no, that. no, I'm not. They you did a great job. You literally just did. They did a great job just on the wrong dog. I think they did a great job because we ended up using it and it was yeah, like well, yeah, it was perfect in the end. What was it? Yeah, we used it in the end. I'm just saying. It was I just it. think that you should be a bit more respectful of people's no, work. Oh, look at you shitting on me. You're shitting on the crew. You hiding on the beds. <laughs> <laughs> the poor people that gave us this house. You had them flicking uh, cigarettes everywhere. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, right, here we are. This uh, set is not a set. This is actually a location. And this was all shot at daytime. And we had to black out all the windows and make it feel like it was nighttime. Because if you're progressively doing like a lot of night shoots, it can be taxing on the crew, which we did do a lot of night shoots, but this one we tried to nail it all during the day. So like there on the left, like that, that's just blacked out. There's like a, like a big black cloth that's just, yeah, making it look like it's nighttime. When it is not. And this is, uh, yeah, so that, that table there that they're like sitting on, we, we did versions of that table. So there's the solid version, and then we also had the uh, a foam version. So for when uh, Joe starts hitting his head and bleeding everywhere, that we we did that so it was like safer. But yes. Here, well, but it, it was actually a big conversation about what that table, because the, the, there was a lot of action happening around, like with, with chairs moving and things like that. So that, that actually coming up with what that table where the hand was going to be on, how high it was and things like that, and what it was, that was like a big, like yeah. discuss, it was a big issue, which is crazy. It was such a, a small thing in the film, but finding that, that table to be there was like, for some reason, yeah, like a gigantic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just because we, we had to make sure. Even, like, the hand, the hand itself, like, figuring out, like, the, the, the like you know, the way it was going to reach out and the way it was going to look. It had to be accessible for the actors to grab it and put it to their sides. And initially, we were going to have, like, a board that the hand was sitting on. And, and like, all that things, that, once you start, like, practicing with it and you're, like, practicing out the action, you just we had to make it and design it in a way that it could be flexible and be thrown around the room. Well, it's like, like yeah, like what the, the, the stance of the hand is. We went through so many molds. And like, yeah, like we said, like it, it, the first day it was on set, we, like, we only got it that morning. And the person that was, like, that did the, the person who finished the hand the night before quit the next day. And we don't know why. And people say it was something to do with that hand. He freaked himself out. A little yeah, bit, something maybe. happened, and then like he's like, oh, something. <laughs> it was so it was so weird. But there's a hundred things happening on a set you don't know. Like it's like, oh, that's weird. what what really? And then like you kind of move on, which is strange. It was really strange. Yes. Ah, uh, uh, big Otis. shout out here to Otis yeah. for his his uh, demonic possession here. This is uh yeah a, a, an amazing performance. I, I love that he's so so calm and so collected throughout everything until this moment, and he and he just suddenly goes ballistic. It's great. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, shout out again to Beck. Like th these these days were so tight and to like jump everyone in and out of makeup and everything was such a big difficult process, but yeah, we got there in the end. It was 4 days for all of this, wasn't it? In total. 
Uh, I don't remember. One, two, yeah, I think it was four. It was four. Nice little close up there on Otis's lips, and uh, the awesome. I, I love the uh, the um, the actor that we got to dub in over Otis here as well. She's so funny. Like uh, us at ADR for this was uh, yeah, just crying, laughing the entire time. And, and we actually uh, decided to use more of Otis's voice in this. Like it was going to be completely taken over by the other actor's voice, but like we like to like mesh between him and the person that was possessing him. So a bit of an orgy that, of voices here. Yeah, we we kind of, it was lucky that we were able to. A kind of blessing in disguise that, you know, we, we went through the mixing process twice because the music didn't quite work and we had to do it a second time. So the first mix, we got like a, a good base of everything and then we really knuckled down on w working on these voices, especially when we came back again, we were able to do the second day of uh, the second round of mixing. We were really able to finesse everything about the voices and make it sound exactly how he wanted it to, because it was difficult to find. Even the sounds of the being possessed, yeah. VFX. VFX, so that was yeah. a uh, Otis kissing a... Um, the puppet head. The puppet head. Yeah. And then we had we uh, uh, did a, a shot of the, the dog and then like licking like a smacko or something like that. And then just comped it together. Yeah, yeah. Marty and his team at Kojo put that together. It looks amazing. It was like, yeah, and it was also one of the most difficult shots to actually nail. Like, that went through, I think, seven or eight versions, like, constantly refining, refining over months, trying to get it as perfect as possible. And there was a different way that we were going to go about it. Uh, but, like, yeah, they just had to keep trying different methods to try and nail that shot. So that was the most difficult shot. Uh, another big VFX shot that we actually cut out of the film, when Mia initially put her head back, because she was getting drowned by, uh, uh, possessed by a drowned spirit, we initially had her hair floating. So, she, uh, like, throughout the entire first possession, her hair was going to be floating as if she was underwater and the VFX team did such an amazing job and it looked so awesome but it just felt a two step it felt like a step too elevated it felt too supernatural and it sort of uh, removed us from the reality of the situation a bit so we ended up having to cut it which is a bit of a shame oh here montage sequence this is the, mon the infamous montage sequence so this was we didn't have much very long to shoot this at all we wanted that 50 setups that we wanted to get. And the first AD said, it's mathematically impossible to get all these shots. And we just said, like, let us control the set for these two hours. And we had the two cameras and we just like went ham. Like we were playing music and then just like riffing with the actors and then getting these shots. There was key ones that we wanted to get. Um, but then it was a lot of like, uh, you know, like riffing as well. And like, we, we got so much magic in the, like in this, like this two, was it two hours? Yeah. Like that, that like, it's like, oh, I wish we could use so much more. And and the song was different. Like, we probably listened to over a thousand songs trying to find the right song for the montage. And then when we heard this one, it's like perfect. Edith Piaf, that's that's Sophie's real voice. Oh yes, yeah, Sophie singing surprised us all because we, we got another song to learn. So she was having to learn to sing in French, and she came to to set and started singing, and we're like, what? We we thought we we're gonna have to dub over a voice of an actual singer. Yeah. Yeah. Sophie is a singer. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. how talented, my God. Yeah, crazy, crazy. But yeah, this, this sequel, like when we found the song, it was like, you know, a mix between old and new. And it's kind of, it, it's fit into a long about, about what the what's happening and like the juxtaposition between, you know, the fun that they're having because we wanted to show the lure of the hand, but then also the like the reality underneath that and what's happening is very different to the way the kids are perceiving it. Um, that that and, shot and of Otis when he's spinning from side to side, we had the the stunt guys like uh, make this rig where we could uh, attach the camera that would move with Otis from side to side while he's rocking. 
Yeah, yeah. So that was like how complicated it's on it's on screen for very little, but that was like a really complicated rig. Yeah, and that was uh, yeah all part of that thing. Like, yeah, just trying to nail that one touch of that short amount of time. And like yeah, our, our producer had to pull us aside. She's like, "This is not normally how film set is run." And this I was like, "I'm so not sorry, how Sam." How you run a film set? <laughs> like, well, we were making Sam sound like she's like she's angry. The best. She's not. She's so incredible. She was just said, "Yeah," but like, but like we just knew that we had to like. We had to have that chaos to try and capture the magic in that chaos. And so, like, we just had to nail those shots because we didn't want to miss anything in that montage. It's also um, energy as well. Like, if you're doing a scene that has energy like that, like a party scene, the fun scene, like, if, if it is too... Because it is slow moving with a film. Like, if it's too slow moving, it feels like that energy's not there. You can feel the energy in, in this scene and you can see it, like, on screen and you can see how much, like, fun everyone's having for real. And it's like, you wouldn't capture that really if you're, like, kind of staging it, I feel like. Yeah, and, like, which is completely so fine. Fun. pace helped it. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. And, and like, like, these scenes, we, we could able to slot back down and calm back down again. But, like, for that sequence, it just had to go a little... We had to go a little that one, that one was... Yeah, we had to move fast, but that one was, like, was extra fast. It's almost as fast as Danny's talking in this commentary. Yes. And uh, yeah. I was trying to think of a, a, a rebuttal, but I'm too tired, and you win this one. You win this one. Okay, hold on, hold on. So, the, yeah, this is the famous possession. Man, Joe killed this yeah uh, um we, we auditioned so many different uh kids for this role and there was some really there was there was there was there was some that, that could nail both but like usually uh the boys were really able to nail like the drama side of it and the normal conversations but when it came down to the actual possession like uh that's when a lot of the auditions sort of fell apart and joe was just able to nail both sides of the, his character's performances uh straight away like he did the possession in front of us Straight away. Remember when we went and auditioned him in person? He came to the the uh, the house, the pool house that we were staying at, and he just, like, performed for us right in front of us and nailed it. We knew straight away that we had to cast him. And he, yeah, he knocked us out of the park. And and so we got um, Alexandria, who plays um, Rhea, Mia's mum. Uh, we got her to, like, um, act out the sequence for Joe and then, like, play that for Joe in his headphones so that he was able to listen to it and, like, try and mimic her performance. This was one thing that we did. Like, Joe, like separated himself from the rest of the crew uh, during lunch times and stuff and kind of isolated himself in this sequence. And he really got into a, a like a real dark headspace that he couldn't really, like he couldn't get out of it straight away. Yeah. Um, like he really went somewhere. I think it was like his first time like accessing that part of his brain or something. And then like, thank God the drama coach we had had ways of like, to like you know, how you shake things off and things like that and like separate yourself from the character. But Joe really went there and, and like, uh, man, it was Committed. unbelievable. Like, yeah, because like, cause like it's so quick in the film. Like it's a couple of minutes. But when you're shooting this, like this took three hours to shoot. So you had to be at this like peak emotional, vulnerable state for three hours. And so like it took him a little bit to, to, to get out of there. But like, yeah, he he did and was able to come back on set and everything. He's amazing. But like, yeah, it's it's a it's a difficult thing, like these sequences. And like Sophie's a, like, a bit more of a veteran. So she was able to like uh, jump in and out of those, those head spaces really quickly. It's just like, yeah, I think that, like, yeah, you came with, like, experience. But, yeah, man, Joe really nails us. He's so incredible here. So and so is Sophie. Sophie. Oh, yeah. my God, this scene. Yeah, everyone. Even, like, the small glances from Zoe and Chris. Like, yeah. everything about it. So, th so this is interesting. Th this, when he slams his head, right, the amount of time before he goes down, we had one version of the cut, and then when people came in and we we trimmed a bit off it, like a few frames, and then when I watched it, I'm like, no, it's not right. It's got to be like, boom! 
I kind of knew exactly when it needed to be, so I made them, I feel bad, like re-export the entire film, but just with that two frames extra, because it's like, that was a, a right amount of time for like, his head to be up in, in the air before the smash. Um, so this is all, like Joe's doing yeah, a lot all of this. Practical. He's so, like, really, really We wanted to nail like, uh, Whenever you try to pull off eye stuff or VFX, it always looks a bit honky. So uh, we had to build Joe's face on top of his face so he could actually reach in and pull out the eyeball. Yeah, there was a lot of this stuff that we did practically, but with like, you know, foam bench tops. And then like, there, there was a way that we wanted to shoot it. And then we had a couple of backups as well. Yeah. And it is, it is, it is interesting because tracking the, 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 the violence and the blood on his face and stuff like keeping continuity is is really difficult and th this scene in particular it's, it's probably the most probably what yeah one of the most uh is the most graphic uh, I'd say. i don't know actually i think maybe the bathroom the scene second, might be more maybe yeah maybe but it was the first time that's like you know it was always a conversation of how far to go and it may seem like we go far and i guess we do but if you saw our youtube channel you know you go a lot further uh, it was like a constant line to walk of like what we don't want to just be gratuitous for being gratuitous sake. What well, definitely did want to make a splatter film and have the horror scenes be like rooted in in drama and reality. And yeah. like yeah, we did want it to feel like it was just like a yeah a big violent over the top of splatter film. But we then also didn't want to, like we wanted to show the stakes and like you know so when there is violence it is graphic and but we don't we don't necessarily like hang on it forever. And it's like, like it's some, finding, some... finding the balance. Yeah, and so so many reviews and stuff are talking about how gory the movie is, but like overall there's not that much blood in the movie at all. It's just like those scenes I think are, are so heavy when they're on screen that it's like it carries like our weight throughout the film where it feels like the whole film has been this. Yeah, super but if you put thing. all the violence next to each other, it's probably not even two minutes. Oh, I'd say it's probably well this this shot goes for a little while, doesn't it? That's not violence. Oh my god, here we are. Shout out Samantha Jennings, our producer made her cameo just here. She's uh, the, the, um, the police There's even a thing with in. the blood drops in the sink. Oh, there sorry. she is. There we go. What did you say? Blood Jennings. drops in the sink? The blood drops in the sink. How many blood drops there is. That's all, that's all there for a reason that we won't talk about. But uh, yeah, so this uh, part here, that's also our producer back there with our other producer, Chris, with the laptop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. These shots are amazing. Like, man, uh, uh, it's unreal. What's that? Go Just seeing how good everyone does. Like how darkness. That that um, yeah. That all these heads of department like making things look better than you could imagine. You you picture it in your head. It's so crazy to actually when see it get realized in a way better than you imagined. This, the best this, thing ever. this scene went for two minutes longer. There was like a full argument that like broke out between Max and Mia, which I was in love with. But and to, it sort of took away from the argument between uh, Mia and uh, Miranda and Sue at the hospital. It's like it felt like it was like we're hitting the same beat twice. Well, also they're not supposed to be connecting, and they, oh, they no, argue. So connecting through anger is still connection. Uh, Marcus is unreal. Like he's he's on screen not for that that long in the film but he has such a presence marcus is amazing and this is like uh all this stuff i told sort of from mia's perspective like we never see any of the spirits outside of the ones that are possessing mia so whatever mia sees we see and like her father is so distant with her right now like even having the table between them like separating them in the frame like we we wanted his, his presence to be so like distant for that first part of the film that like that's how she feels with her father she's sort of pushing him out and rejecting him so like uh, we just want to convey that with the cinematography as well 
And what has what has Mia done here? Well, this oh, year, no. she's uh, uh, yeah. This is uh, another thing that we learned with the editing is like you don't have to show every single beat. Like the like the audience can piece things together. So well, there was initially going to be a big thing about her like stealing the hand and like bringing it back and it being a secret. But like just revealing this is enough to show that hey, she took the hand. It's funny. Every screening we went to was like the audience was a little bit different. There was one screening when when she opened the bag. Where someone literally went like, no, what, why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is so cool. We were in, so we were so lucky to get this location. So this is a real hospital. Oh, wait, that there's was getting, the headshot. It so was get, about the head? Oh, so yeah, go. It was getting uh, like revamped. Like they were redoing this hospital, but this section hadn't been redone. Then. This is like an abandoned hospital that that production designing team like redid all this like painted the walls and the uh the floor and like to, to the way that we wanted to for, for color and things like that and like it and then if you look just went around the corner to a different side it looks like a destroyed like abandoned asylum yeah. it's like yeah and there's a lot of um yeah like i, I we won't talk about it too much, but there's like a lot of blue and yellow in the film. So, like, yeah, like, uh, creating this uh, was amazing. Their production team was so incredible. Uh, the, um, yeah, that, that hand thing, like, uh, like a story about, like, the hands is, like, I remember when I was in, like, a, in a really bad car accident when I was 16, and I'd split my head open and, like, just above my eye, and they thought I might have uh, broken my spine. And I was in hospital, and I just physically couldn't stop shaking. And I, uh, they didn't know why I was so cold. They were like, the doctors would bring in blankets. They were like, turn on heaters. And they were trying to get me warm, but I just could not stop shaking. And my sister came in. She sat next to me and she held my hand and the shaking just stopped. And like, I wasn't shaking because I was cold. I was shaking because I was in shock. And the touch of someone that I loved brought me out of it. And so like hands and like human connection was like always a thing that like always stood out to me. That moment always stuck with me throughout my life. And like to have that in there, like for that moment and yeah, even have the hand in the film is like a big thing to me. And then even like, um, yeah, the swelling on uh, Riley's face was literally how my face was swelling up from, from the car accident. Like my whole face just closed over. Oh, that was our neighbour, just say a little cameo appearance from our neighbour. Yeah, it's our neighbour, Murray. Yeah, Murray. Who's, yeah. So this is a VFX shot right there. We shouldn't say. Yeah, that's green screen. So that's green screen, which we hate green screen, but we have to do it because we can... This whole thing with the reflections and where, like, it was so difficult to nail this. And there was one shot that we need, and we were trying to cut around it. And it's like, oh, we literally can't. We need a pickup shot. And we couldn't get back to that hospital. It was getting, like, it was literally getting worked on there. And yeah. then, so we had to do that one's green screen. Yeah, so like we'd bumped out of the uh, the hospital by then, and we couldn't go back to get it. Uh, this small show... little clue: water is very important as well. Just saying that. Uh, I love it how like you can give the clues when I do get you, you just jump well, yeah, down. You, maybe you said a lot two. in these last well, I, two. Well, you know, I just... uh, well, okay, look, okay, that's me behind the door that closed that. Yes, and so yeah. so this is a weird thing that Danny did. This is when we were really behind, right? We were like, and then when we reduced crew, there was just a handful of us here. Um, and every minute was like costing a fortune because you're in that overtime period. And Danny, for some reason, there was a shot when Sophie comes in, she's walking across the floor. And like there was a, there was, <laughs> we put a water on the ground. It was like leaking into a drain. And for some reason, Danny wanted it to stop leaking. And then he put his hand over the drain, but in shot. So you see his hand <laughs> go in and block the drain in I like, well, yeah, you, I keep forgetting that you doing? can fix things with sound design. Now, like a very specific way, I wanted it to sound. And I was like, wait, that's not to do that during this. That, and I like put my hand over it. Yeah, I forgot. Wait, like, did you see the shot? 
I, like I was a wide at, shot of Sophie coming into the... We the, shot that sequence, like, right at the end of the day after we'd shot that ending... When she's running it down the hallway Yeah, when her she's dad. chasing her dad down the, horror, uh, the, the corridor. Like, so, like, we were so over time, and, like, we had to squeeze that, that scene in in, like, literally the shortest amount of time. It was so... Yeah. This is interesting as well, like this scene, like to pulling off the rain stuff. People don't really realize with films like how difficult rain is. Yeah. So when I look at films like you know, like the Batman, like that revamp of the Batman, how everything's worse. Like damn, that was so much fucking work. We have a lot of rain in this, but like it's so much work to do, like consistently, like have you know, because you got to reset every time and reset rain and continuity of of what the surrounding. And this is a driving rain shot, so we had to build a rain rig over the car. So, like, there was, like, a fake lights that were, like, going over the car. There was a fake rain machine, and it was, like, them trying to drive and, like, removing the entire back of the car so we could fit in two cameras. Yeah, so we had two cameras. We had this rain rig outside, like, sprinkling, and, like, and then we had another car attached to it because, uh, like, driving them. And then also uh, <laughs> us in, like, a van with, like, the comms trying to, like, give direction and stuff. Like, See, even, like, a saucy like this is it, so much, so, so much work. And, and, and filming isn't a thing in Adelaide. So people drove past and, like, what the fuck is going on there? Because <laughs> <laughs> they would have just seen this, like, like, like they're the hosing, weirdest setup. Like yeah. they're gardening their, their car or something, you know? <laughs> yes. And yeah, even this, like having, like, yeah, like also like a lot of the road stuff, you have to close off the roads and have like uh, traffic control and all that sort of stuff. So it's like, it's like a big process is like rain and driving. Yeah, this, um, this moment here. That was your mom there. Oh, see, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like this sequence is another one that went for a lot longer and, and we have to cut it down and really keep the plot moving. We 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 are we love drama films and we we tend to get bogged down a little bit in the drama. So we just have to find that balance here between the drama and the horror. Yeah, and it's interesting. We're writing a, a a genre film right now, and um, what's it called? Our Bill Hinson, our co-writer, is like, you you like you've got one minute of the genre and then ten minutes of someone washing the dishes. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's just something about, yeah, like drama and, and, and human interaction and stuff. It's like fascinating to us. But, but like, yeah, fine. Because of course we want to work as a drama film, but then as a horror film as well. So that's always like a, a, a scale thing, you know. You don't want to get bogged down in too much at either side. The, the, the rain in the back there is VFX. That's like that really subtle VFX. It's like we, we, this is a set that we had built. So this is inside the studio. I think it's the only set we built for the film. Oh, no, that's not true. The, the bathroom was a set as well. So we and built the two ending. sets. The ending? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, three sets. Yeah, three things. sets. So this is the main set. Though, like, we spent a lot of time in this. Like, this was like four days that we had inside the um, Mia's bedroom. Yeah, it, it's, it's it oh, is interesting. This breaks my heart. These these are uh, yeah. It's just. And, and and there's a lot going on even with um Mia's nails. Like like if you track the nails a little bit, there's a, st a bit of stuff that's going on there as well. God, Daddy. What? <laughs> <laughs> so what did we talk about the practical side? Well, okay, no, but it's like now I look like an arsehole because I'm yelling at you. But like, no, no, this no, is something you just yelled at me for, <laughs> and now like, and then you bring it well, up. Yeah, and go, oh, like, just I, something I, going on. I'm not gonna say what it is, but there is no, something going on here, guys. Uh, like, if I so, said that. Uh, I know, but you didn't, you didn't, write, you didn't write the film. You didn't burn write the film. The stake. So you talk burn about the practical the side. This is another. Actually, this scene here. Sorry, just randomly. We we can argue it a little bit. That the scene went for a lot longer, and then we in the edit. This was Jeff Lamb. Like showed us a way to do it through just through like yeah. No, there's no dialogue here. When originally we had this whole dialogue scene, but this is an example of it. You can convey it through looks and emotion yeah. as opposed to spelling it out. Yeah. You know, you can tell everything that's going on here with no line of dialogue. 
Yes, yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, that, that was like, uh, even though what we weren't learned in the editing uh, process is that small cuts at the start of the film will affect the film later on as well. So it's like every single cut matters and it all, it all, yeah. And, and like the pacing's a little weird. Like I did want uh, to go back to the reality and the drama of things that were happening here. So there's a bit of a, a lull between the horror scenes here, but that's again, me getting carried away with the drama, but I really wanted to connect us with these characters here and, and take the time to really like feel what Mia's going through emotionally. So this scene, oh yeah, this was a big thing as well. That's all, all VFX there, like trying to nail that Snapchat look. And I love how you say how much we like practical and you've... <laughs> but like, you can be honest that there's like subtle VFX. All VFX. They, they, yeah. She's not here right now. That's actually That's AI CG, images. this entire thing this is, is all CG. AI. Uh, this is, uh, if you look How really... amazing is Alexandria? This is, that spot that, that they're sitting in right now is the spot that Mia's sitting in at the start of the film. And it's a spot that, like, the hand is left in at the start because she's, like, sitting where her, her and her mum always used to sit and, and love sitting together. Oh, this, oh, this performance. Michael tried to cut this down, but this is my foot down in the edit where I was like, I need this scene to be drawn out like this. I really, really want to feel what she's gone through here. This was the biggest argument in the edit constantly. Michael's like, cut no, it down. No, this Have is, an explosion. This is where, this is where <laughs> though, it changes from, is it a horror film or a drama film? I, I, I just connected too much here dramatically. Like, I, yeah, I, I really fought for it. This is, yeah. So like we'll say- But you wanted horror music down. I know, but we also like, the foot, the feet down, oh, thing, foot the foot down, down was like, uh, yeah, this is my foot down for the, for the, for the film. Or it like, is a thing when you're like trying to save time. Like when, when you talk about timing and pacing, and like this is a scene that always got looked at. But once once we like found the song and like the music th that goes with it, and that that it just all like fitted so perfectly. And it is like an amazing scene. Like this is like a oh like I a get emotional every time I watch this. It's like yeah. Danny's, cry Danny's crying. Danny's <laughs> crying. Sorry. Uh, what well, what's well, yeah what well, yeah. I remember this being a big thing as well, and I like I pictured this when I was writing it too. Like this, uh, this transition, which the production team able to pull off. I love this transition mm. that's coming up. It's uh, yeah. So we had to build the bed and the wall and like set everything upright and have the camera track across. And, and we had, had a prop fake up, leg, fake leg, propped yeah. up on the bed, so it looks like she's laying next to Daniel here. But she's laying next to a prosthetic leg, standing yeah, up. Yeah, standing up here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's not here. laying; she's standing. Yeah, and there's people that are up there, like holding up the blanket and all that sort of stuff, and the, and the camera and we, transition. And we had like up. pillows, like puffing pillows to get those um little bits of uh, uh what's it called? <laughs> the yeah, dust the, particles. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Particles I was, I was going some everywhere. sneaky dust particles there, like uh, like fl flickering around the frame, and like uh. This is the only lens flare on the film, like just there. It's like like to add to the dreamlike quality of the film. And, but like sometimes lens flares and like 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 draw attention that there's a camera in the room. But like this just felt like it, it suited it here. It's like to have like a dreamlike quality. That, that was the first lens lens flare. I, I okay. Should I talk about this part, this scene here, or no, Michael? No, uh, that I don't think so. Okay, you don't think so? Up oh, I you. think I think we can maybe. Okay, so yeah. Just one thing here is that like uh. Yeah, it's, yeah. So Mia is seeing herself. No, no, don't, 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 uh, she she was, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the actor that performed the scene was loving this. She was laughing so much. She's like, my friends are going to just <laughs> end me for this. Like, yeah. Yeah, they have endless ammunition on me right now. 
Yeah, like she just got yeah, drilled by her friends, the, the one that plays the spirit here. Yeah, uh, thing. Oh my God, we can talk about the, the colour grade and how like difficult it is to colour grade dark scenes because you never know what you can see on what screen. So I was like, this scene, like like, uh, like trying to colour grade for shadows and darkness is so impossible. It's such a difficult thing. I mean, even this scene, like this reveal, like when you look at the, the rushes, he's just sitting in the corner. It's like <laughs> people like, it's, and that, that was the thing like, you know, with the editing and timing and things like that, that, that people wouldn't understand. It's like, you just, you, the sound isn't in there and the colour isn't in there yet. It looks a bit rough now, but like you just got to trust that like it needs to be this long for, for this reason. Yeah, and, and so going back, uh, I like just talking about like not touching too much on the themes and what things mean. It's like we really want people to be able to interpret things for themselves. And like once we start giving all the answers and say everything with full clarity, it just sort of takes away from like a film experience. So like, there I'm is sorry if we sound like assholes. Yeah, and it, there's just, and there is a lot of things going on with which each thing. And, and people ask questions like for this, like. Just know that you could have anything happen in these scenes and they're happening for a reason. It's not just happening to be happening, you know? Yeah, yeah. So all of this stuff and all the spirits that are connecting with each kid, like it's all, everything's got meaning. And our mythology bible for the hand and all the spirits that they connected with was so thick. And like the rules are like, the kids have got these rules where they've made them up and they believe they're the rules, but are they the rules? There's like, uh, yeah. We just, yeah. We, we, we had so much with the backstory of the hand, but we didn't like want to spell out and just like hint at it and have the kids be in over their heads and not understand what it was that they're messing with and like one of the big studios that like wanted to do the film that was one of their notes that made the film a bit more typical was like to make the um like to spell out the hand and spell out what was happening that like we really wanted the kids to not understand really what they were messing with <gasps> this scene Th this is probably the biggest jump scare in the film and everyone on set jumped as that oh. when, when sophie hit herself which is real and she's hitting her, touching herself they're like ow i hit myself really hard so Sophie, yeah, commits to this. Like she's really beating herself up here. Like uh, she's such a physical performer. We're inside the cupboard here. This scared us. We're inside this cupboard. Like oh. <laughs> there, there, this was a, a thing as well. Like um, so the the editing of, of this scene was difficult to find. This was one of the last scenes that we kind of nailed uh, because there was a bunch of stuff that we shot and did, like uh, other other things happened. That, that like, uh, but it, it was difficult finding the flow and then the right things to show, if that makes sense. It was like a uh, a hard scene to find this one because we've shot so much, and like Sophie's so good. And I think that's the thing as well, it's like you want to use all of it because Sophie's so good in all of it. But like, um, you know, picking the right moments is important. I was super inspired by Igmar Bergman's um, Hour of the Wolf with these characters that would look directly into the lens. Uh, so I was trying to capture that, but we got like, um, everyone was like, uh, like it feels very get out as well. Cause like, yeah, Jordan Peele nailed that with that, like looking into the to the lens, but that's not a bad movie to be like, uh, people like looking at and saying it's sort of like, oh, I love, oh man, get out, it's so incredible. Uh, uh, okay, we, we've got to give credit, um, where credit's due for some VFX here. That on her face is a bit of VFX to like really, really accentuate like her deadness. Cause like initially it was like something that we were like a bit like, like we didn't fully nail on the day with the makeup. It was like one of those days that we we're really behind in again, but like, yeah. So there's a bit of subtle makeup on, on uh, Rhea's face there, which just. Oh. And, and this is another thing as well. Like when you're on set shooting it, people are like, okay, there's no music. There's no anything. Beautiful Alexandra is sitting there and then we're like pulling in on her face and she's out of focus. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they're, they're like, you want her in focus? No, 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 this is good. It looks perfect. It looks amazing. Even it's like showing how lonely this pull out. 
showing how alone Mia is. And like initially so here, amazing. We, yeah, we had Rhea speaking over that. That was like spelling out what she wanted to do, but like we just wanted to mute that and just like really convey her loneliness with that scene here. Oh, look at it. It's so sad. They, oh, it's, man, they're so incredible. I, yeah, wow. And the lighting of the, yeah, the whole team. And it's a bit of, oh, yeah, yeah it's just it's the next scene. But yes, water. Yes, here we are, here one. we are, here we are. This is brutal. Here's another a little bit of subtle, subtle, subtle VFX here with the eye, just to, to blend in the um, the, this contact lens to really make it look like his iris had bled into his eyes. Look at that. And the, the, the makeup team just nailed this. They really, really did. This is such a brutal scene. And even here, like, just hinting at this relationship between the mother and the father and stuff is, like, not spelling things out. And, like, let the world feel really lived in. This is another there was, scene. There's even scenes that we shot... Um, we actually played through a lot of things like from their history and their backstory. So uh, we had the actors play through scenes that had happened in the past so that there was that background. They're not just talking about it, but actually playing it through as the characters, which yeah. was a lot of fun. Definitely. And that, there was a whole other scene before this that led into this scene between like... Oh, it was amazing. That was another one that was, like, was tough to cut because it looks... We had like a, a, a wall dividing uh, Jade and... And her mum. And, like, it, it was really tough to get that shot because we were pushing for it, but then, like, you didn't need it. And it was, like, it was an amazing shot, but ultimately better without it. Yeah, yeah. This Kill is your babies, as they say. Brutality, my gosh. Uh, yeah, this is, like, uh, Joe doing all the stunts again. Like, he did all his own stunts throughout this film, so he, like, nailed these these uh, these brutal shots. Yeah, so we had, like, the, those tiles that you can um, break, like, plates with. And, like, yeah, I, again, Bethany Wine, the production does, uh, team... Making it so it break because that, that was the thing as well. Like, how much does it break? How much is too much? And then also, like, it has to be enough that that he his head can go through it. You don't want to hurt Joe, but then also you don't want it to break too easily. That he's like a, a superhero, you know, going through. It's like yeah, another thing finding the right. And, and, and this whole that that was actually kind of a mini set, right? Yeah, this was a mini set. This uh, this bathroom and, and like that shot took us half a day to get that that shot of pulling over to the drain. That took us such a long time to nail that shot. We went through so many takes trying to get the blood because like you can't really control it, the blood and the water and try. And, and yeah, there's build... like a, there's a hundred there's a, yeah like t ten different things happening at once to try and achieve that. Like, like we even thing. had to build the set on like a subtle slant so that the the blood would run down into that drain. So like it was like a like a very specific shot that we, like I, I was envisioning and like we had to build the set like specifically to try and nail that yeah yeah shot and like, so that was built in the hospital but then like yeah exactly like just the incline and things like that stuff, stuff you wouldn't think about like how do you get the otherwise it you know it would just the blood would just pull and, and as a set of ro roll into the drain and, 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 and drain... it turns out, it turns out that, that hospital apparently was haunted and we couldn't help ourselves we had to uh, yeah. Oh yeah, stay overnight. In the <laughs> we did break into that hospital and sleep there overnight. In that the was a poor bed. security guard. That's like, oh my know, god, I one of us distracted him and everyone else ran inside. And he's like, <laughs> he was a bit clueless. Was we, like, yeah, we we did like a, a bit of a, a fun slumber party in the hospital between the days. Like there was a, like a, we were in hospital for a week and then one of those weekdays we like yeah like snuck sit, in sit, and slept sit all night in. and edit in the hospital. I like slept in. in that bed that we shot in, like that bed that uh, Riley's character sleeping in. We just like all had a slumber party in that hospital room. It was so much fun. It was great this is uh yeah this, this is another one of those things where i was like this scene went for so much longer there's so much stuff that we were like was going on between the characters but it was like about like just yeah keep keeping the plot moving and like just really hitting those key points to not drag it out like i, I didn't want like things to linger too much yeah yeah and this is the same set at the start of the movie with the um the first possession sequence well it's joss's yeah joss's joss's house 
just this cool basement. This uh, looks completely different because we're shooting it at the daytime here. And then Zoe, no, Haley says what everyone's thinking in this, this moment here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was a scene here that we had to cut as well, where they actually went and spoke to Duckett's mum, and then uh, yeah, that 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 leads them over here. And uh, again, like, like people like uh, like the, the jump in logic, like, how do they find him? Like it's all of these other scenes, but I was like, like let's just like move it forward, and, and the audience can like piece things together to keep it. Me- and this was like another difficult thing is buses and how loud this bus was, and the dialogue in these sequences was such a difficult thing. I think that we like. You know, originally it was written to be in one location. This entire but thing. But for a reason, like, we wanted to, to have it moving. Uh, so it's like, you know, at the bus stop, then in the bus, and at the, at the, at the train station. Uh, you know, it's like, and that was all shot in one day. It was like, oh, we didn't realise. <laughs> like, and, and this bus looks amazing. So when they're driving, I, I don't know if think we, got the, we kept it in, but the shot of, like, because you see there's that divider in the middle there. It looked amazing when the bus is, like, turning because one of the, the front half of the bus is staying still. Yeah. But in the back half is turning. It looks really So surreal. that was the main thing I really, like, wanted to is nail this wide shot. Is the main reason I wanted to have the bus was this shot specifically. And Yeah, see the back half is how it's, like, kind of turning on that angle. Yeah, and as the camera's anchored. But also, it's like, it's, like, transporting. Like, like, the hand is, like, a transportation device with the living and the dead, and they're constantly in motion and pulling spirits in towards them. I just wanted, like, these, uh, this conversation to be travelling and, like, it was all going to be based at a train station with trains going past them. But, like, like yeah, helping signify all that. But, uh, yeah, pull, yeah, we, we broke it up into these sequences. And, yeah, it was awesome seeing, seeing uh, Ari again. There was a one shot of Ari with his hair and it was, like, crawling up to him that for some reason we'd always laugh at because he just looked like a mop. <laughs> <laughs> from, the, from, the, from the back of him. From yeah. the back. <laughs> and, and it's so amazing that this didn't need that much production design because uh, we found an old-school bus. And, like, they're so rare because, like, a lot of modern buses just don't have this feeling. Like, this b- bus looks like it's straight out of the, the 80s or, like, the 90s. 90s. Yeah. yeah. And this is... Mawson Lakes Interchange, everyone. Yeah, shout out Mawson Lakes. This is our local interchange that we used to that we grew up in. Nice and grungy. I love it so much. The, the last shot in this scene here. So this was another one where we're like, we just went 15. So when you go overtime, every 15-minute increment after you go overtime, you start paying a lot of money because you're paying all the crew's wage like time and a half or two times. So like, and it's a lot of people. So as soon as you go like, just it sounds like, oh, it's not that long. It's 15 minutes, but it's like, it's crazy like how much it can cost and this part this scene here was like we just went 50 <laughs> minutes overtime and there was one shot to get this wide shot you'll see it right at the end when they uh uh, uh Joss and <laughs> Haley leave that we, we just it was so difficult to get it and there's this whole like big thing that was happening like the bus stopped in the wrong place the extras what like uh the intercom started like ringing yeah uh, the producer walked in frame and then like uh, we only got the shot like right like probably like and it was like also, eight seconds to spare before we went into 30 minutes and it time. was also like this is the thing like like I constantly like when I'm shooting I'm sort of like editing in my head as I'm putting it together so I knew that I wasn't going to cut to the wide shot throughout this conversation I only needed it for the end like to, to save us so that over time I was like just get the ending where they're walking away yeah, everyone's sitting on the bus because the bus pulled up the wrong place like get them out let's just shoot the ending yeah we'll just shoot the ending really quickly so it's like yeah you just have to uh, think on your feet sometimes when you're on that and like be editing in your head constantly it was yeah, that was like a real thing of like, how do we how do we accomplish this? Because just for some reason it was so difficult to get that last shot. Oh my god, we've got to shout out the makeup team again. Like I cannot believe how incredible uh, Riley looks in, in these scenes. It's so, so amazing. And like soundscape as well, like the sound design in these rooms when it gets sucked out, when it's just the spirit and and her talking. Like it's so yeah. 
Oh, so on, so on. Okay, I'm so happy with that. It's unbelievable, like that, yeah. Closing on This reveal, ah, oh, that is so brutal. Yeah. Everyone's great in this scene. The, even the, the, uh, the, you know, it's funny, the, um, our friend Michael Gilmore, who's in like Rakaraka videos, somehow kept finding ways to get hired on set, which we loved. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like he was a extras coordinator and then he was an extra. And then he was the guy that somehow supplied all the computer stuff. <laughs> so he was like the guy controlling all the these monitors that you see around. Somehow yeah. he got involved, like being the one to, to supply that. And I don't know how. <laughs> there was uh, bite marks on Riley's arm that I, I really wanted. And like th that was one of the things that we, we couldn't, we didn't have the time to apply them every single day. So Joe, who plays Riley, hand. had to literally have no, those prosthetics on for days and days on end. Like he had it on for weeks and he just couldn't shower his arm properly because we didn't want to wash the, 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 um, the bite marks off of his hand so like he was constantly had those bite marks on his hand for weeks I thought you were going to say you had him bite his own hand no no it was like he just had to keep the prosthetics on and, and that, that was another thing as well was that uh, yeah this sequence here that we're about to see when Mia goes to hell like initially went for two minutes and a half like we were in hell for a long time and we shot so much violent stuff that it, it felt too far and like uh, we found that in the edit it was like let's just hint at what's happening and just show it in flashes and there were shots that like our producers like you would never get this past the sensor board and but, you like, wouldn't yeah. but like so we put it in a way that you would never tell that it's there yeah so it is there but <laughs> It isn't at the same time. <laughs> it's there uh, very, very quickly. This is oh, uh, this little girl is adorable. Yeah, yeah. This is our our, our one Audrey, of the um, I'm a spirit. Yeah, yeah. In the behind she's, the scenes, she's great. And like she's uh her mum is uh helped us. Like she was like a casting director, or she's a uh, what does she do? Yeah, she was she's an agent. She's an agent. Department. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we cast Joe through her company, and that that that's that girl's daughter. Yeah, she just had those like yeah those. Frightening deep eyes, and that that uh, this uh this, 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 this rig here, like the flame rig, was a big thing that we were trying to nail in pre-production. Was the look of the fire and the flame, and these lighting effects that we got practically here. Like you can see, yeah, this thing was like a thing that we we're just trying to figure out. So and, and, and this was another thing, like uh, we yeah we so we shot like a wide thing with everyone there, and then obviously a double for jokes. We didn't want to have him around with all those, like it was crazy in that room. And then like uh you know isolating it the next day where it's just Joe and then Quain and then some others. So yeah, not just yeah. everyone in there. So it's like kind of like being selective with how you shoot things. Uh, oh man, like we had, there was four takes of this scene and every single one was amazing. So, so good. Everyone nailed it. Yeah. And Sophie's like, oh, I didn't feel like I nailed that scene. I'm like, what are you talking about, Sophie? You fucking crushed it. We're, so we had oh, like, the sound design here. Like in the cinema, like we like we were so specific when we were doing the sound design and mixing it, like like Joe's scream like like surrounds and like and it just literally like like flows around the cinema. It was such so so amazing to watch. Yeah, we things. had a lot of fun with the, the the surround sound. So if you can watch it with surround sound, there's a lot that we, we were playing with, with that kind of stuff. With with the the surround sound stuff. The um the, we had six hands made. There's six hands, right? And because of what happened with the person that made that first one or whatever, that quit, it felt like everyone took extra care with the hand. Like no one wanted to mess with it or whatever. So we were expecting to drop them and, and break them and then having to use the other ones. But we only ever used the one hand. Yeah, Even right, when right. Sophie kicked it. And like we, we were expecting like a few of them to break, but none of them didn't. She was booting it. And <laughs> yeah. I did, yeah. It didn't want to, it didn't want to, it wanted to stay there. Yeah. And yes. everyone wanted to stay away. 
It's so fun. Like we've already had offers from people trying to buy the hand and stuff. It's so so cool. Like I like, yeah yeah. I hope it becomes like an iconic thing. Like yeah, that'd mean so much to me. That's so so sick. This is a yeah very tough scene. This now, is this like, is Marcus. Oh man, and this, these these are difficult because like uh, these are the the rare scenes that like where we had to really calm down and respect the performers and like not not go too crazy on set and like really peel back our normal energy on set. It was like just to really try and nail these performance moments. Yeah, and they both do like, and, and yeah, we had two. So the two cameras we couldn't afford to have every day. So it's like we were we could only have it. For, I forgot how many days. Like four or five days of the shoot to have two camera setups. So it's like, what ones do we really need to capture a scene like this when they're both uh, performing like really integral and emotionally off each other that, that we need to have the two camera setups for. So yeah. that that was, this was one of the days that we used the, the two cameras. And like, people were sort of pushing us to use the cameras on the days where there's lots of action and lots of stuff to cover. But this was so important to us that they could both feed off each other's performances. So like, they're, they're, like the cameras are rolling on both of them at the same time. They're able to just play through the scene and bounce off of each other. You know, you see it sometimes like you, when they're shooting one side and it's like, oh, look at the magic that you're getting on the other side, but we're not filming that side. Yeah. And then when you switch it, for some, even if it's in your own head, you're like, oh, it's not the same. Yeah, because so, they, uh, they can get emotionally drained. And, like, you, you're really trying to feed the other performer and, like, you really want to give them enough emotionally that they're able to bounce off that emotion. And so, like, when it's time to, like, reverse for another thing after you've shot one version for an hour, like, they could be emotionally drained sometimes. So it was so we really wanted to shoot that with the two cameras. Well, that's why it's talking about people have different ways that they shoot. Like, do you shoot the wide shots first to kind of like build into the scenes and then come closer in so and then like do the like and then they give like the you know the the give all on the closer up shots or do you do it the other way around we start off when they're fresh and then go wider when they're more drained so yeah. that, that's a, a and I think people have different approaches to that when you're filming but these we, kind we of we definitely shot our wide shots last and we're like let's really focus on the performance shots first and then we'll cut wide when uh, as soon as we, we've nailed those performances yeah this is Yes, yes. So this this isn't the set right now. This is a, a separate location that we shot at, and then Mia's bedrooms are elsewhere entirely. Well, Mia's bedrooms are set. Yeah, that's what I mean. But yeah. this here isn't. Oh no! Disappearing oh, into the darkness. The darkness. Oh, oh, Mia! <laughs> this is oh, like yeah. Here we go. Alexandria is like who plays Rhea. She's so phenomenal as well, and it felt so nice to like. Even though Joe's only in this for a scene, like we hadn't worked with Riley for like two weeks at this point, because this is right towards the end of the shoot. So he came back on set, and it felt like a awesome reunion to have everyone there, like, like Alexandria and 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 Joe. Yeah, yeah, in the same scene together, which they've just like even at such a small scene, it's so cool. Like pairing actors that haven't had a scene together yet, and just feeling their chemistry, which is really awesome. Uh, this is so funny. The guy that's like knocking on the door, like because we uh, wanted the spirit that's pretending to be Max, that's intimidating, imitating Max. He was uh, <laughs> what was he? from that we loved uh, Moulin Rouge he's the guy oh, from Moulin Rouge Roxanne like he was the voice performer of uh, the, in the background so you hear his voice a little bit there, uh, there was so this there's a scene where where he breaks through <laughs> Max breaks through the door and there was one take where he like shouldered the door and like broke the lock for real because you're so into it 
And then we said, oh, what if... And then we're like, oh, let's do it again. And we'll have you boot, kick in the door. But we kind of, like, made it impossible to break. And then we're, like, amping him up. We're like, kick it down! And then he, like, kicked it and just bounced off it. And then the safety officer's like, no more! Yeah, because well, <laughs> literally he kicked it so hard, the whole entire set rocked. Yeah, and yeah. And we're like, all right, let's not do that. He's going to, like, bring the whole wall down. Uh, yeah, like Sophie was super physical to hear. So we had amazing stunt performers too. But like uh, Sophie really builds her up on these scenes and we really pushed her. We're like, like longer, longer, like these scenes where she's, oh, she's, yeah. Yeah, these ones here. But the stunt performers did an amazing job as well. The makeup. But look at this. Look at Sophie's face. Great. at her. Like so Sophie's face when she stabs Max. It was like, it was just really, really pushing and pushing and pushing. Like, go again, go again, go again. And yeah, like that look, like she, she's, yeah. yeah You're she, like, oh man. And this, this face, man, the, the gasp in the... Yeah, this is so tragic. Oh. And Sophie's face there. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. She's yeah. so fucking man, good. Man, she conveys so much. She is so good. And yeah, I, I don't know if I said it yet. I don't think so. Like, there, there were days where we asked Sophie just to come to set not having slept. So she would stay up all night and then come to set, like, just, just to, like, fracture her headspace a little bit. And she's that committed that she would do it. She would just stay up all night and then come to set not having slept. And, and yeah, I, I just think it adds a, adds a little bit, like a little bit of poor edge Sophie, to the Sophie, Danny. I know, poor Sophie, but she was down for it. She was, she was super sleep, keen. mate. <laughs> that was that was a that was a mean note. I'll I'll admit. And this is like um, yeah. There it is. Oh man, yeah. The hand has a presence to it. And uh, yeah, it's a really scary thing is like like getting that production design right because you just want it to carry that weight on screen and it's so hard to know whether or not it will. So like you just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when you're just, some things when you shoot, especially horror when you're shooting, it's like, yeah. You've really got to picture it, have the vision in your head, I guess. All sound sucked out here. We really not did not want to know where Mia was at this moment to reveal that she was in the car outside of the hospital. So we shot this super, super tight and sucked out all the sound and like just be completely in her head and just know that she's so disconnected from reality at this point. Uh, yes. So, 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 yeah, yeah, this here is like, yeah, have that, have that lens be wandering and not be able to find a frame properly. And this was, uh, the, this was the first... The, yeah, very first first, scene we shot. the very first shots that we shot. Yeah, this is the first scene we shot for the entire film. Like our, our first day of production was like literally all this road stuff with the, with the moving cars and and Crane, the main demon, all the prosthetics, and like it was the most stressful day. It was the first day of production. And, and, and it was the first day, so that Sophie not sleepy, I think added to that because she has to be at this level here. But you know what? She could nail it as well. But that, I think that added to it the no sleep for that for that close up that that scene that we just saw there because she's so out of it there. Oh no, don't leave them. No. <laughs> this is the very first this shot. This is the very first shot this we got. This is the very first shot. And this was a, like a big conversation that we uh, figured it out super last minute because initially she was going to be hiding behind the car and it, it just felt so comedic. It was like, uh, yeah, her like ducking, but like, yeah, finding the shot and this like turn and reveal. Oh. Yeah, that was the first shot that we'd filmed it. See, look at that. Look at look how good she is. But, <laughs> yeah, for the very first shot, you're like, oh my God. Oh, she's behind here. She's in this fractured headspace. Like, I love being able to find ways to convey it through the framing and through and using the space and the mise-en-scene. And this is a, a subtle VFX shot. Like, the, the scissors in the back pocket was usually sticking out a lot more. And it was like, it felt a little ridiculous. It was that. a big joke on set. Like, you see, see, see so goes, like, she, wouldn't she notice the scissors when we had them really sticking out? So, so like, we had to color grade them down a little bit and really just hide them. Can I leave you right? Yeah, but give me the scissors. <laughs> <laughs> or sits down, you hear a stabbing sound yeah. effect. <laughs> yeah, it's like little things like that. 
um, subtle like touch-ups like that because the scissors were like really high <laughs> up the board. And this is a, a big thing as well to try and now practically was the blood entering the urinary um, bag. Was it? And I, so this sequence initially, we're going to see bit by bit Riley transform into Quain. And like we'll, we'll figure out as the production was going in because the schedule was so tight that we just were not going to nail that practically. And, and we so we created time. a thing that we said called Ghost Unit. Yeah, we're like the sample. Like, we're going to put together a ghost unit, and if that scene just appears in the like, edit... You can't shoot extra by yourselves. We're like, so if footage just appeared on the edit desk, we're not going to use it, you know? <laughs> because it's like a big thing about shoot days and like part of the official budget and all this stuff. And we are just like, we spoke to Nick, and he was down, you know, and Aaron, he was down. We're going to get a camera, do some close-ups with the bed and Joe. There's the bite marks. And do the, and do the trans, this transformation. Yeah. But we, we realised in the edit it was stronger without it. Yeah, like we, we but figured we were going to shoot that. Yeah, we were yeah. shoot that shit. Like, yeah, like, like shooting, uh, just like, like showing that be a sudden cut and he's just suddenly there it just felt so much more effective. And, and this was a thing, even though we wrote it to be divided up like this between the two uh, scenes, like uh, Mia here and Jade, I, I edited together the scene of Mia confronting Quain. It's just one big, long sequence. And I fell so in love with it in the edit. I'm like, no, I touch it. It needs to be this, even though we weren't cutting between like we were meant to. And then so I just couldn't imagine editing it any other way. But like our editor, Jeff, I edited together as, as it was meant to. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'm sold. I, yeah, I got carried away with the initial edit. Like we did that. Yeah, Danny, like it was like became really protective of this scene because it was the first scene that you showed everyone, I guess, that everyone was, like, excited by. But I, also, it, it was another thing as well, like, in context of the whole film. Yeah, like, you have to look at it the whole yeah, film. Yeah, in, in frame of the whole film. It, it worked as a short film, but then not in terms of the entire film. And, I, like, I really wanted that second half to sort of break up who the protagonist and the antagonist was and have those moments where we're sort of beginning to see Jade's point of view and being able to split between the two characters. So, so yeah, that was a, a big thing that, like... Like, editing... I remember when I edited this sequence together, I, like, literally just started crying because it just came together as perfectly as, like, I envisioned it when I was writing it. Like, like uh, Sophie's performance and, like, how it all came together, I just cried when I, when I put it together. And like and this was one of the first like one of those early scenes that like once I'd sent it to my co-writer Bill Hinsman, I didn't want to send any other stuff to him because I wanted it to be surprised when he finally sat down and watched it. But like I found that like editing together the sequences and showing it to someone early so that you constantly feel like you have to have, to have something better to show them. So you're constantly trying to top yourself. Uh, I don't what, know about that. Like for Hinsman though. For me, like, it means a lot to me to show it to Hinsman. So, like, I wanted to show it to him and then, like, try and show him something better next week. So it was always about it's trying like to top It's like you don't rely on that one good scene. It's like, let's... Make sure there's so many good scenes that, like, you're constantly... It's not like, there's not one good scene in this film that you're proud of. Like, try and make yourself be proud of everything. And then, even another thing as well with writing is, like, uh, I learned to, like, sort of cannibalise my ideas a little bit. It's like, don't try and save scenes and moments for another film. Like, like try and take all the best elements and strengthen this one project to make it the biggest and strongest as it can be. This was a real kangaroo just here. So this kangaroo was scheduled to be on like half an hour to get the shot of the kangaroo. <laughs> just for this, right? Just for this. Right? <laughs> but but you can't, that kangaroo would not go in the direction we wanted it. it yeah. just, some days it didn't move, it jumped into the room, it turned around. And like once it hopped, but didn't hop all the way out of frame. It yeah, was like that, it was that, so hard to work that, that kangaroo. It was so hard. Yeah. And they say, you know, don't shoot with animals or kids. We had both. This is so funny. This is Miranda's first day on set. And then when she was coming, me and Michael were like, oh, let's play the Lord of the Rings soundtrack when she comes in. And then, like, our producer's like, do not fucking do that. <laughs> there was an amazing moment here where 
<laughs> uh, so Miranda said, well, this, this, she, uh, it's the this extra is not expecting her to scream like this. Yeah. So, so Miranda asked the, the shop before, because uh, she did a take, and she's like, is it okay if we swear, if I swear? We're like, no problem. She's like, I, I probably won't, but just in case. And then the next shot, like, she fucking, like, went off. Exploded. It was awesome. <laughs> like, she's like, fuck it. Like, she was, like, fucking going to that poor nurse. Yeah, this is the, this is the from the first so, day. So, so um, uh, Quain, the, the, Quain here, the, the man, the old man, he was in uh, makeup. He's 70 years old, and he was in makeup for how long? Man, yeah, he seven was hours. I, I think, think seven hours to get his look on. Yeah, to get yeah. his makeup on, and then he was on set. Like he's getting wheeled down this, <laughs> and he was down for all. He of loved it. it. Yeah, all yeah. this is practical as well. Like ah, uh, this like even though yeah, even that subtle like blow of the wind on his hair and stuff. Like ah, uh, I love yeah. it so much. Well, we had them like of course tethered so they don't. Fall yeah, into so they're the tethered on the side. Imagine he just like wheeled off while removal there. What a I shot! So good. Oh, yeah, I get so carried away here. Like this is why we're so behind. We had to break this up into two separate days. Like this, we meant to try and nail this in the first day, but I got so carried away of getting all the other coverage on the first day because we had to shoot the car accident on the first day like all of the Quain stuff so like this whole moment yeah we here. had like traffic control big roads shut down we had like t 10 uh, like stunt drivers that were coming in behind you know the truck the crash special effects uh, for putting the airbags off and then yeah yeah prosthetics and all this stuff all in one day and we were shooting this whole this whole sequence and then the car crash, and then Mia getting up and walking around. And for some <laughs> reason, Danny kept getting close-ups of cars whooshing by. No, no, there were well, so many. No, no, it was close-ups of Quain's faces. So there were so many little moments like this. There's so many moments that you, you know you want to get. So, so this one didn't initially work. This shot here, this because, car crash. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to do two takes of it because the first one, there was the, the yeah the gap between the truck swerving and like it all just didn't work out. And we had well, it was all kind of if we nailed that shot, then we could have caught up but then we, we didn't we didn't get it yeah 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 so we were so really so ambitious we on that first day there's a subtle thing here like when we we're setting up for this shot initially there was like these two kids that were walking past on their bikes looking down at it and i saw them up there like oh my god oh i want that for the scene so i ran up there and i was like can you guys like call your parents quickly and i like i got the producers to get in touch with them i just wanted them in the scene doing exactly what they did when they were reviewing everything on the road so if you look up at the top right these kids like coming down and like surveying the scene was like such a last minute ad because they were literally just walking past yeah they walk it looks amazing here you see them at the top right here yeah everyone uh, like now this scene as well like uh, uh, uh so for alex she always had like you know when we're running behind and then the, alex would have to do these like gut-wrenching moments with like 10 minutes left yeah <laughs> like we give so much time to everything else and alex like quickly quickly do this and she had to quickly just snap it together but this she is the always did, she'd always just nail it she every time somehow like uh, yeah alex is unreal as well this scene there's so much going on in this uh subtextually but this scene to pull off practically was just oh this is yes. when we were so behind and like the lights wouldn't turn off when we wanted them to turn off and it was like this scene was th this probably was the 13 takes was yeah. it 14 maybe I was like, it was like ridiculous right? like we just could not nail this we finally got it at the end it, it was because it was supposed to it was also supposed to not be a one actually we were supposed to do it in two setups but we didn't have time to so we're like let's just do it in one but looking back on it it would have been a lot easier with two <laughs> but but we wanted to do it this way like there's a well, lot it's a, yeah so it's like bookmark the film like that opening for that big one and then the ending have this big one uh, but this, this, this is why we're so scared of doing that opening sequence because after this, where it took so hard to nail this sequence, we're like, how are we going to nail one with literally like 150 extras? And yeah. so like, yeah, it or was more, it was like, like two, three hundred extras. <laughs> and like, how many people were there? It was so packed. There's just yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of technical things that are happening right now. Even yeah, like timing.
morning and things like that was huge. It was really hard the to get. The lights were a big thing. But when we well, when we got there, it was like, oh, when we, when we like, when she finally got it, like, we just, like, exploded cheering. Whoa, yeah! But yeah, then we like, had to run and do the... So straight after this, we were, like, an hour, hour and something behind, and then we had to go shoot the bathroom scene Yeah, straight yeah. after when she's <laughs> opening the door and... Everyone was just delusional by that point. And when you're on set, like every day feels like you've just got back from a war when you finish it because it was so draining and so much went on. You're like, oh, like you're just completely depleted of energy and then you have to go to sleep and you wake up in a few hours you have to do it all again. But yeah. it's so, it's just the best, it's the best and thing And then also it. switching off, you can't switch off at the end of it. Like, you know, you have all this like, I guess, adrenaline and you're moving and you're so, you're so in the moment fighting the clock the whole time and then you go home and like your, your mind's just buzzing thinking about everything thinking about the next day you can't switch off so there's no sleep yeah there it's like a, 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 the most stimulating experience ever like there's just so much going on it's hard to switch your brain and, and that's the thing as well like and you want to all you got all this stuff to convey outside of that as well like with what's going on in each frame each moment where to put the camera staging it's like it's even the way that cut that, that like that you know that plate's gonna look underneath there's so many decisions to make yeah and that's why you need an amazing team, which we got. That's our dad on the back left there and our uncles. <laughs> and that's our runner. So this guy that's was... our production runner. Who so plays he drove around all the actors and stuff. So yeah. yeah. Michael, his name was... And then Shazam. And I'm so sorry if this was a terrible, shitty fucking commentary. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Danny's insecurities are showing through. Oh, yeah, yes, I, I apologize say, yeah. too. Uh, yeah, we apologize for the <laughs> shitty... <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, the, the, the designing of this writing like matches Duckett's bag. So if you look at the writing that is on all this thing, it's the same writing that's on the bag and, and some of it on the hand. So Duckett's bag that they transported the hand around in, like that's the same sort of font that we used here. And we used the same sort of font at the start of the film with, um, when we have the Talk To Me title as well and all the, um, the pre-credits as well. Uh, yes. And yes, well, thank you for suffering through that, guys. <laughs> Uh, if you did watch all the way through, uh, you get a gold sticker. If you did watch this all the way through, DM me on Instagram and say, yo, I watched all of the commentary and grapefruit. Write that and I'll know you did it and I'll, I will yeah, definitely respond to you. The person is going to get a special prize. Yeah, literally, I'll send you a signed poster of Talk To Me. But thank you guys so much for watching and uh, we'll see you soon. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Sorry. Bye. Good night. Good night. Good night.